Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your daily dose of Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration. If you've been thinking about getting into a regular routine of running or walking, I have the stories to motivate you from our newest book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Running for Good. These stories will get you out there, running, walking, hiking, and feeling great about yourself. And as it turns out, running or walking together is great for a relationship too, as you'll hear in today's stories. So in our first story, Joan Donnelly Emery explains that even though she had cancer, she wasn't giving up ownership of her body. Just because she was being poked and prodded and stuck with needles and infused with chemo, didn't mean that she was going to give up what she loved doing. And just because non-Hodgkin's lymphoma was temporarily renting space in her body didn't mean she was going to give up running. When Joan was diagnosed, she was a 43-year-old, salad-eating, three-mile-a-day runner who worked full-time and was all-around healthy. She felt so good, she just didn't believe the doctor when he called her with the news. And I totally get that, because when I was diagnosed with cancer last fall, I still felt great, even though I should have at least succumbed to some kind of psychosomatic feeling of something being wrong. I remember thinking it was surreal as I worked out on the machines, on the heaviest setting I'd ever used, just two days before my cancer surgery. So Joan felt that same way, and she decided early on that she would never be identified by her disease. She tried to always be the happy patient, cracking jokes with the office staff. And she decided not to read all the material they handed her with all the gory details. She figured she would just find out things when she needed to know them. Of course, when her chemo started, that was a bit harder to pull off. But even though chemo stinks, she figured, well, she'd do it the normal three to six months, and then she and her husband would do something to celebrate. So he suggested they run the Chicago Marathon. And what better way to prove she was back strong and healthy as ever? They signed up in February while sitting in the chemo infusion room with Joan hooked up to the IV. Now, it was February, and the marathon wasn't until October. But then, as the months passed, and Joan kept being assigned new chemo appointments, she finally asked how much longer this was going to take. Remember, she hadn't read any of the material ahead of time. She was in shock when the nurse told her that her chemo treatments would go on for 30 months, two and a half years. Well, Joan and her husband, Alan, decided to run the marathon anyway. They began training in mid-July, and Joan would always complete the recommended distance for each phase of the training, even if she had to stop during it and rest for a while. And then she noticed something. She was taking back control of her body. 
and she wasn't terrified. She was running. She says, My body was all mine, all to myself, and the fresh air, singing birds, darting chipmunks, and my sweet husband yelling encouragement. Cancer couldn't have me during those runs. When the race day arrived, Joan felt that she was running for all those who couldn't. She was running for all those people she saw at chemo who couldn't run while they were sick. A little over five and a half hours after they started, she and Alan crossed the finish line, holding hands with their arms raised above their heads in victory. And the following Tuesday, she was back at chemo, still sore and achy, but she was wearing her marathon medal around her neck. So that was very cool. Joan running a marathon in the middle of her chemo treatments and with her husband. Our second story is from a husband, Darren Cook, and he too ran a race with his better half. In his case, it was his wife's idea, and it was a half marathon. Darren ran occasionally, but he had never run anything approaching 13.1 miles. And he was 47, so he said he was too old to try. When that excuse didn't work on his wife, he tried complaining about his knees. None of his excuses worked, though, and his wife registered them for the half marathon anyway. She said she was running the race no matter what, and he was coming no matter what. If he wanted to stand on the sidelines and watch her, that was fine, but he was going to the half marathon with her. He didn't have to run it, but he had to help her train because there was no way she could keep up the training without a partner. So Darren trained for a half marathon with his wife. Until one day, She said that she wanted to quit because everything hurt. And now he was the one who said they had to do it. They had to run the half marathon. And here's his strategy. He said to her, do you know how long we've been married? And she responded, 13 years. And how far are we running? 13 miles. So they ran that 13-mile race together celebrating their 13 years of marriage just a few weeks after their 13th anniversary, which happened to be on the 13th of May. And they did it in just under three hours, which was their goal. Darren would never have done it without his wife, and as it turned out, she would never have kept going if it hadn't been for him. I'm Amy Newmark. Thank you for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Chicken Soup for the Soul, running for good, visit our website, chickensoup.com, and click on the podcast button. You'll find the book there. You'll also find links that will allow you to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or wherever you like to get your podcasts so that each new episode will be automatically downloaded into your phone. You can also follow me on Twitter, where my handle is at Amy Newmark and I'll post links to the podcast each day. Come back for our next episode for a couple of great stories about extremely smart dogs from our best-selling book about life lessons from the dog. These are two of the 101 stories that were chosen from the thousands of submissions we received for this really fun book. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. 
Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.